0: This episode is brought to you by CEP Australia. CEP compression gives the user more energy, greater endurance and enhanced performance during activities. For a discount at CEP, use the following code online, local legends in running. legends in running podcasts where you hear the stories from local legends in Australian running that you've simply always wanted to hear. Today in season two episode two I interview Brisbane and American runner Matthew Hanson. Hanson as he is known in running circles is the youngest guest I've had on the podcast to date but it certainly didn't seem that way. Having run at a high level for almost five years now Hanson speaks about the sport as if he's been in it for 20 Having learned a lot from boarded striders at a young age, the Burt Squad in Brisbane in his later high school days, amongst a few other influences, Hanzo is very well versed as a runner and scholar in the sport of running. Now in America, at the University of New Orleans in his first year out of high school, the 18-year-old is setting out to make tracks in the 3 to 10k events, both indoors and cross country. For those who know Hanzo, he's a bit of a character off the track too. So it was a very interesting yet entertaining conversation about his ups and downs in the sport. So as always, kick back and enjoy hearing from Hanso as he talks all things running.
1: That uh, well, actually works out pretty well. Cool. Can you hear me? Oh, that's good. That's good. Perfect.
0: Great. Matthew Hanson. Welcome to the Local Legends in Running podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah. Long time coming. Glad you are. Yeah, asked me to come on uh, and talk about it running for a little while. It feels like that. And it also feels like you've been around for a very long time,
0: but this one was funny preparing for because normally I, like, I run through the story and I'm all with you as well from the start as in when you are a kid through to, you know, to now, but your story, you know, at this present moment ends just after high school to first year out. So it was very interesting putting this one together.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. But, um, I mean, I've been around the block a bit now I've like, I think for the amount of time I've been running for, I've definitely gone like, I've definitely experienced a lot and how a lot of ebbs and ebbs and uh, ebbs and flows through it all. So yeah. Like, Definitely feels like I've been running for a lot longer than I have, but in the grand scheme of things, yeah, I haven't really been around for too long now, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I mean, yeah, I'm hoping there's a lot of takeaways today from, uh, you know, you know what, what you have to offer from a young age and what you've learned in that time. I think the next oldest guest on here is Kai Robinson, who I think this year is 21. So you are officially the youngest guest. How do you feel?
1: Yeah, it feels feels pretty good Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I know Kai pretty well as well, and uh, he's obviously a converse a lot more than I have so far. But um, yeah, he's uh, he's such a good bloke, and uh, especially yeah, same thing you're saying. Being so young, he's had so many experiences already with it all, and um, yeah, he's definitely someone. Well, he's got world cross coming up, obviously, and um, yeah, he's definitely one to watch next few years.
0: Absolutely. But you followed in the similar footsteps as Kai over in America. So we'll get there shortly in the interview. I just wanted to bring up this morning's events. I was out at the Brisbane Roadrunners Club event, the Five Mile Champs with the Burke guys, Peter Bracken's Burt squad. And uh, mate, you've missed a terribly humid week. This morning was a bit <laughs> better, but really humid conditions. So I think it was the first one to kick off the Brisbane Roadrunners uh, season, so to speak, in their racing.
1: Yeah, it, it, I definitely missed out this morning. Um, I did it last year, the five mile champs, and uh, it was great fun. I uh, got the rundown from Pete. He said oh, I was a good pack of boys, and a uh, bit of a kick down at the end there. And uh, you got second today, right? Not me.
0: No way. No, I was further back. I was about probably the eighth burke guy. I reckon I was tenth, oh, wow. fifteenth somewhere. No, 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 no way. Um, but you're saying that it was a bit slower overall with the community. I think Pete Bracken. Was about three twenty pace. Do you know what Pete placed
1: in the race? Pete was third. Um, David won, and yeah, I think Stenson was fourth. Sam Stenson. I don't know who came second. Yeah, I know off the Jay- top of my head. Jaden was out there. Yeah, Jaden Little's back off his European holiday as well. Yeah, so yeah, it was. Yeah, it looks like it was well received again, which is great. Road runners are just so good for the sport. Um, I've definitely. Uh yeah, definitely super keen whenever I'm back. And well, I was always kind of around it anyway, um, doing their events and everyone's so friendly down there. And it's uh yeah, definitely something that um yeah, I especially for the price as well for the whole season. No no brainer to go and uh run with such a good community out there.
0: Yeah, 60 bucks for the whole season. And I mean, like finding a park this morning, I was parked on Highgate Hill, had to jog about K and half to get to the start (laughs) because it was that busy. So the champs are always uh, pretty high in attendance, particularly by Bert. And I'm really happy that Burt in the last few years has taken up road runners. I think they had their challenges with parkrun too, being the day before, but parkrun in general, of course, putting up a good fight and they're doing good things in parkrun too.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, um, I think that that comes with a few a few people. Like I think Pete, definitely a lot of people, obviously leads Bert, Um, follow him and his footsteps and, Kieran Perkins as well, who did a lot, has a lot of the records in these races. Um, I mean, Pete would always prescribe them to me as well um, to go do them as well. So I guess yeah, once you build, once you have a few of them where you have a lot of people out there, then it's no brainer for a lot of the squad to go and participate.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, certainly a mix of ages uh, of paces. Uh, so it's great to see road runners thriving. Um, the interesting thing too. And so was I saw you on the list for record holders for zero to nineteen. So probably an age group which would be participated in less than others, arguably. But that was that last year then that you got 20, what have we got here, 25, 58? Is that right?
1: Yeah. So last year I did it. Um it was a really good race, actually. We had kind of same thing. We had a pack of five. I do remember it being pretty hot, but definitely not as bad as it seemed this morning. Um yeah, and I I think he wanted me to go out first 5k pretty easy and then kind of winded up at the end but i guess that was actually one of the first races or one of my first races of 2022 that really kick-started a really big few months for me which mm-hmm. actually probably resulted in me being over here right now in the u.s um so yeah it was you know a longer race that kick-started the season and uh yeah that was actually a really good run. i was really happy with that back then
0: yeah we'll get to that shortly all your pbs have come in last year mind you you were in year 12 so you think at that point time yeah. you would you know be improving still the other one too um as a lead into where you are now is what i thought was quite comedic was seeing you at schoolies uh keeping the training yeah. up down there most days of the week at schoolies how did that fare amongst both the runners but also the, the you know maybe mates out there who uh drink a bit more and party how did that go down with the
1: other guys Yeah. So like, I definitely made sure I enjoyed my time down there. Um, Won't get into the exact details, but um, I I definitely, I definitely was a bit smarter about it than others. Like I, um, obviously I was staying with friends from school who weren't runners, who weren't training. Um, Funny enough, actually, one of the people I was staying with, uh, she did Taekwondo. So she actually was training a bit as well. So she would go to the gym a few days during the week, but yeah. So I still did a full training week of 120 K where, you know, uh, I wasn't drinking every night, but most of those nights and then, you know, you're staying out late and it was really hot obviously as well. But I think as we, um, uh, obviously a lot of the Brisbane boys, the Brisbane athletics Academy boys were down there as well. And we, um, teamed up for some workouts. They weren't running during the week. They were just doing the workouts, but it was definitely good to have, um, that still have that community of like runners around, even though it's like a celebrate, uh, celebratory week. Yes. Um, yeah. It was, it was still great to go for runs with them. And I actually, um, i was saying this to someone, but it, I had a really good training week actually. It was funny how it worked. Um, and it, I was in a bit of a rut as well at the time. And it almost like kick things again for me, which is funny enough, like for the, the week you'd be like, well, this is going to, it's even really stupid or that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was actually really enjoyable. Um, and yeah, I got to experience schoolies a little bit different than a lot of other people.
0: Yeah, different uh, day and age, you know, now because like sitting at a cafe, having a coffee, having uh, done a session in the morning was vastly different to even a lot of runners out there back yeah. in my day for sure. So, it, you know, it shows some maturity too, but you're able to balance that with schoolies. So good to hear. And the uh, last one, I guess, before we head into formalities was the World Cross Trials I wanted to bring up. How's your experience down there in Canberra?
1: Yeah, so... um. I guess I had a different lead-in to some of the boys I was racing against. A lot of people were at altitude and um, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, <laughs> I had to earn a few bucks before I uh, head over overseas where it's a decent um, – well, I can only work for two months of the year basically being over here. So I thought I'd uh, yeah, cash in a bit, work two jobs, that kind of stuff. So I had a different lead-in to World Cross. Um, I was still really happy with the results. So I came ninth overall, um, ran a decent time. Um, it was definitely very tough out there. Um, it was a shame because we had really awesome weather the whole week. Um, and then on the, on the day, it started getting a bit warm when I was racing, which definitely hurt a little bit. But I had a really busy few days beforehand. Um, I drove down with mum, which was really fun, but also kind of, uh, yeah, it took a bit out of me, I reckon. But I had to get my visa and stuff sorted as well on the way down. But I was 15 seconds off making those team. It would have caused a lot of complications with my US uni though. So it was almost a blessing yeah. to disguise when they make the team. But um, yeah, I was, I was pretty happy with the run um, overall. I came 10th at nationals in August and then I bumped up to 9th in January at the trials in arguably a stronger field. So yeah, I was really happy with the run and um, it was definitely a good lead in coming over here where um, I'm back into the track kind of stuff now. A uh, bit of a longer, more strength-based event back into the quicker, shorter stuff now.
0: Definitely. And it was 10K, right? Under 20s we're talking about here?
1: Um, It was uh, 8K. 8K, so, yes. Yeah. Um, so
0: what time did you go on the end for the 8?
1: I think it was 25.40 off the top of my head.
0: Whoa, 25.40. So 25.58 on a flat track at Roadrunners last year, 25.40 there on the hills. And, and, uh, and honestly, the footage didn't kind of present or display the hills to be that hilly or the elevation to looked that crazy was it pretty hilly out there i definitely saw one hill that kind of went around in a loop that seemed to be yeah
1: so we had a slightly different course to the senior guys um so we had a 1k lap a 2k lap and then two 2.5k 2. laps that hill you're referring to is on the 2.5k lap so we had it the last 5k of the race um it was really tough the the course was rolling hills i wouldn't say i would say i've definitely run harder um, for Queenslanders, it was pretty similar to like to just with slightly better surface. I thought, um, it was like carpet out there. It was very, very nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was definitely, um, got to some points where really you like crawling up hills and stuff like that. Kind of like a normal cross country course, but, um, yeah, overall, um, you can, you could still definitely get rolling on the course, which was, um, suited some runners more than others, I guess. And did the surface
0: being you know quite predictable and flat and yeah, look very green? did that change the footwear that runners were wearing out there or not?
1: Um a little bit. so I guess the rules now is um for cross country you can wear Next percents and alpha flies and all the super shoes. um most people still wore spikes. I think there was one or two who didn't, um but yeah, I still wore spikes, but I guess differently, I had pyramid cross country pyramids in my spikes. I just changed it to normal like track. Kind of seven mil, nine mil spikes. So um, I guess that was the only thing that really changed. But yeah, it was. It was, you could definitely wear like a road running shoe on it and be just fine. That's how nice the surface was.
0: Yeah. so, what are the rules around the super shoes then for cross country? Um,
1: so cross country follows the same rules as uh as track. Uh, sorry, as uh, road racing. So um, you can wear whatever you want. Uh, under the under that forty mil, um, you can pretty much wear whatever you want uh yeah spikes no spikes that kind of stuff um yeah you, you sometimes well you couldn't wear like a prime x or a Supercomp train or anything like that but they're pretty loose they're pretty similar to the road ones
0: yeah excellent uh let's get to some background around matt hansen eh? so tell Sounds us you're, good. yeah yeah sorry mate you're so you're over in new orleans and you've now moved to the new orleans university uh first year out of school are you 18 yet
1: yeah, so I turned 18 in September, so I'm um, still pretty fresh.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So how are you biding time there at the moment away from running? Is running taking up a lot of time?
1: Are you working? Yeah. I like, kind of think studying? Um, so, yeah, I'm over here to basically study and run, and that's all I've really been doing. Classes is over here are a lot different. So um, I guess my major, I'm doing a business administration degree. Um, it's a bachelor, um, kind of similar to Australia, but we have to do a broad range of subjects. So right now I'm doing, um, I'm doing psychology, I'm doing a business administration degree uh, course, I'm doing an economics course, I'm doing a history of hip hop course, which is pretty funky, so it's an art degree, uh, art course. Um, and then I'm also doing a geography course. So your first year, so your freshman year is very general. So it's pretty, it's been really chill right now. Uh, I've got a little bit of homework, but it's really manageable, which has um, been pretty awesome just Feels like I'm a full time athlete almost, and then yeah, just just running and I guess as well, um, a major thing as well is just the support around you. So we've got a trainer who you can pretty much go see whenever you want for a massage. We got um like ice baths, all that kind of stuff. Um, the boots, the recovery boots, stuff like that. So definitely been um taking advantage of all the opportunities. Well, all the opportunities to try and uh, see how good I can get so far. But um, yeah, it's been awesome. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's
0: great. So the, are the efforts centered more towards the running or the uni? Does that differ from universities over there? That There may be more an emphasis towards the athletic side of things?
1: For sure. So um, definitely like you got like your Ivy Leagues where they're very academic focused, where Kai goes, Stanford, um, definitely a very highly academic school. But saying that, um, my team is the 19th ranked academic cross-country team in the US. So we have a Um, Coach is always very much, um, you know, he wants to make sure we're on time for class and we do all our homework and we do all our assessments and that kind of stuff. He's, um, yeah, very much trying to make sure that school takes a priority to a degree. Um, I definitely came over here more for the running compared to the uni, but um, definitely uh, the the academic side is um, definitely still a major focus of mine and the school's. Yeah, for sure. So away from the studying
0: and running, I've noticed, uh, you know, fashion tends to be a bit of a trend for you. you you're uh, donning some colored fingernails there at the moment, blonder hair after schoolies, <laughs> I think an earring, and uh, you've been known to rock up to a Burt session in oversized uh, t-shirts. So you've got a bit of a inkling towards fashion as well, I see.
1: Yeah, just, um, I guess like being out of school now, um, being a bit more independent I can, uh, yeah, start doing things, not the way I want to do it, but, like, uh, just express myself a bit more and it's I really enjoyed it. New Orleans is great for that as well um, where it's very accepting culture. Right now we have, like, the Mardi Gras Festival where it's very, very loose and um, it's a very exciting time to be in New Orleans as well. So, yeah, everyone's – there's a lot of people who dress like me here basically is what I'm trying to say, but um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a really nice culture for that kind of stuff. So I thought I would take, take, uh, make the most of it kind of thing.
0: It definitely tends to be a bit of a trend out there, even from people who aren't runners. Would there be like kind of a word you describe the fashion sense at the moment with this younger generation? It's kind of like eighties. I don't know. meets, um, not a bit ashy, but like, uh a bit alternative isn't
1: it you know it's not yeah i'd I'd say it's like yeah based on like a lot of 80s and 90s kind of fashion and then you've kind of got different subgroups within that so a lot of the baggier stuff obviously from that time but then um i don't know one that i've been looking into a lot is like um something like football so like football jerseys like wearing like retro football jersey for his baggy stuff and um there's definitely like the subcultures which form but a lot of it is off base of that 80s and 90s kind of um culture with a bit more of a modern twist of things in certain aspects so like all the dad shoes and stuff as well is very popular and i'm very into um yeah obviously very much not i wouldn't say like taking the mickey but like you know a lot of them are based on these like old school like dad shoes which is pretty funny but
0: yeah, yeah, a little bit a little bit different to uh, you know, I'm in my thirties now, so I'm a bit more simple. Do you think looking back at this time now that you'll uh, be wearing this stuff in 10, 15 years?
1: I'll probably yeah, I'll probably be wearing the the dad shoes still will I, <laughs> I um yeah, have kids and stuff, but um yeah, I uh I'm not too sure. You're probably you, I reckon um I know Pete said a lot of stuff like that, uh like that to me, like, Oh, you're gonna look back on this and you'd be like, What are you doing? And Pete's kind of um Peter Bracken he's yeah. definitely showing me a lot of stuff from when he was younger and it's, yeah, it's pretty funny to look back on, but you know, yeah, I guess you're the young ones. You might as well. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't seem
0: to care as much. Eh?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to the
0: running. So I wander on through your running times and you're a man that your PBs lie very close to like major milestones for runners out there. So if I read them out here, correct me if any are wrong, but your 800 lingers Pretty much bang on two minutes flat. Your fifteen hundred yeah. is also four minutes flat, and your three thousand on the. These are all tracked, by the way. Eight thirty, uh, no quicker. That's eight thirty flat, I think, as well. Yep, eight thirty flat. Which, yeah, not as much of the milestone as the others, but still, uh, the 5,000, 1447. So you broke the fifteen uh, minutes uh, time there. Five K road fifteen twenty two in March two years ago so that what yeah
1: that? that was great south before they discontinued oh, it but that yeah. that result as well is one that absolutely pees me off to no extent so i actually ran 15 12 that day but every time they updated my i double f they kept on taking time off so it they originally uploaded it as 15 15 <laughs> and then they took 15 17 and then i checked again recently it was 15 22 and i was like oh yeah but um yeah that one's probably the weakest out of all of them, I think I have a tank like the Brisbane Marathon as well on there. Hey, isn't that Peter Bracken's 5k PB
0: 1515?
1: Yeah, he, yeah, 1515 it is <laughs> so. I was, um, back then, especially, I was pretty keen to have that one on my profile, but um, yeah, it got a bit stitched up there. Whereas, whether they um uh, took time off for the course or whatnot, I don't, I'm not too sure, but you can't really ask too many more. The races are gone, apparently. I guess, yeah, we'll never see.
0: did that one, but it got a big reputation for being a fast one pretty boring yeah. for those recreational runners out there looking for oh. sites to run past, but uh, certainly fast times getting laid down. You're 10 K 32, 44 again, which is quick, but in, you know, if you would run that again in the next six months, you'd probably destroy that one. Was that Yeah. Brisbane? So,
1: yeah. Uh, that was on um, Brisbane marathon 10 K. Oh, um, yeah. But funny enough, I, I actually ran sunshine coast and I ran 31 20 there. Um, oh, okay. Sunshine coast. But um, what happened was, I accidentally signed up under my mum's mum's name so when I ran over the line they were like oh why is Teresa Hansen running over the line here I was like oh no I've accidentally put my emergency contact as my profile <laughs> so it never actually got uploaded but I um I promise you if you check the, if you check the results I'm, I'm there I don't I think they did change it but they mustn't have um been able to upload it to I which is uh unfortunate but yeah i'm i should be running a few track 10k's here so hopefully rewrite that one and you haven't given
0: world athletics a phone call to get that change I, very close
1: through. very close to but uh <laughs> yeah i've refrained yeah i'm sure yeah you, you
0: know you're destined to be that time so um and these so okay let's go back to these eight the eight, fifteen, and three i'm looking at where they're at so the eight, fifteen, three three at uh cusack but the five thousand at um Sopac Sydney. So how were those races for you?
1: Yeah, so I guess the I guess the, the eight and fifteen. Um, I've run four flat point two three exactly twice. Um, oh. in two different races, both at QSAC. Um, yeah, it was one of those ones. I wasn't running great at the time. It was kind of the start of my track season. If I had another opportunity, I know I'd smash it. But um, I uh, yeah I one of the races was uh school sports state where I let it out ran 64s bang on but the other time we went out in 69 this was at our Q, uh, 1500 classic and I closed in 59 and still couldn't break it but um, and the, the 800 was at states last year as like a rust buster try and work on a bit of speed work with um the plan was to yeah, try and go out and run 59 then run a 60 but I ran 60 and then 60 so I just couldn't sneak under, unfortunately. Um, I guess those are my two like weaker PBs out of mm. all of them, the shorter stuff. But the three k was um, it was at Sheldon. It was a uh, state three k last year. Um, Queensland three thousand meter champs. Um, this is the one that kept on getting postponed because of the floods. Um, so it was supposed to have it. I think it was like two weeks beforehand or something, and um. I If you looked at my training, I was definitely not like running like I was about to run 8.30, but just had a really good run on the day and, yeah, smashed it and was super, super happy with that one. That one kind of kick-started everything. Um, kind of got a lot of confidence from that, obviously. Um, I'd run, I think, officially it was like a 19-second PB, um, which was pretty crazy. Um, especially I started my track season in October 2021. I ran an 8.56 3K was running worse than I was the year before and things just weren't looking great. And then, um, yeah, turned it around in a few months. It's funny how running works like that. And, um, then at nationals I did the 5k as my main event and, um, yeah, I ended up running 1447, um, which was a really good run. I, um, I closed my last lap in like a 64 and I, um, yeah, I was zero. I was something like 0.03 seconds, I got dipped on the line for ninth and 10th, but the ninth spot actually got into the Australian team for Oceanas. Oh, right. Um, for the Oceana champs and, uh, yeah, just missed out on that one, which, uh, was a bit unfortunate. Uh, but yeah. You yeah, roll so off the punches. That, that, yeah. Sorry. You go. Yeah. So that one was, um, I got bitten by Ollie bolts that day, a really good cans runner. Um, but, uh, yeah, he actually got injured and couldn't run the champs. So I could have been on that team, but, uh, yeah, not gonna hold it against AA for not giving me a singlet, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, a bit unfortunate. But you know, those things happen in running, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and you know, you got many years ahead of you, and so you picked yeah. that five thousand as your strongest run on on that uh, board of PBs.
1: Yeah, I I reckon so. Um, my I'm pretty sure my my three k my five k align pretty closely. Um, if you were to like, I guess calculate it um relative. but yeah that 5k is yeah relative i think that 5k is probably my proudest one and just how i ran that race i was really stoked with that yeah and the thing
0: too like that you know the 830 um with my experience as a dps coach at churchy in the last few years is 8, 830 is very very competitive but you know they're pushing towards 820 some of these guys out there but yeah 830 is right amongst the mix there the 1500 tends to be closer to 355, if not below as well, hey? And that 800, we've seen uh, a few near the 150 mark in the last few yeah, years.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, That 3K, yeah, like an in, in 830s, I think I got fifth that day and on the 20s or fourth maybe. So it was, yeah, very competitive um race, I think. The winner ran 824, and I was. I actually finished with a bunch of guys, including like Harvey Cram and Chicoli, mm. um, getting it. Um, so yeah, we we had a big sprint finish that last 100 meters, I remember. And, um, yeah, but yeah, the 1500 is definitely something I probably won't ever run an 800 again, I don't think, unless <laughs> it's just for, um, they definitely won't run me in an 800 here over in the US. Um, so, I uh, definitely try and rewrite that 1500 PR maybe run a few miles over here. I guess we'll see what courage has waiting for me.
0: Yeah, in saying that, you certainly improved your speed in the last few years, but we'll come back to that because we'll go back to where it all started. But I, I honestly reckon, yeah, in the last, since year 10 for you to now, you've vastly improved your speed. And and being at BERT sessions with you on a Tuesday morning, seeing you way out the front in some of those shorter reps is showing that in person for me. But uh, if we look at Matt back in the early days compared to, even I noticed around year 9, 10 time, you were sort of getting a hold of Bert, starting the YouTube stuff as well, uh, and becoming a bit of a running nerd, which you'd probably be content taking that title, even though yeah. you want to push the <laughs> passion side of things. You're very well aware of running, and, you're, and you're, it seems like you follow a lot of runners, and you're a learner in the sport. But where did it all start for you in the beginning? Were you Brisbane born?
1: Yeah, so I was Brisbane born. Um, yeah, so my mum works at the hospital I was born in, actually. Um, so yeah, it was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so I was born September two thousand four. So yeah, just turned eighteen, kind of thing. And um, I'd always been playing soccer. So I played football. I actually played pretty high level football. So I guess from like twelve to 6, 12 to fifteen, I was playing NPL at Olympic, um, a club in Yoronga, very passionate Greek Greek base club. Um, and I was actually, I was really good at football, I'd say. Like I, um, I was a shadow for a state team, like that kind of stuff. And um, I guess at one point I was probably hanging around the wrong people at school and stuff like that. I was getting a bit of a trouble. I actually got suspended from um, almost in college, my high school I went to in year seven. Um, and I guess at one point something just clicked in me where I wanted to really get good at soccer. I was like, you know, I'm playing NPL, I'm playing good level. It's just like, I really want to be good um only you know a really small percentage of people play professional football so i was like all right we're gonna start training so we had cross-country training at school um run by a coach called joel spranza who was our head of mathematics as well um he'd actually worked at nudgy uh, beforehand and had the nudgy cross-country program um so yeah he was at my school almost in now and i started going to those sessions to try and get fit for my soccer for my football and um Yeah, I I guess I had some natural ability there that was obvious um, to Joel Spranzer. And um, yeah, he invited me to come out to all the sessions and all that kind of stuff when I was doing that. I also had a really influential uh, person for me, Elise Elkington. Um, She was a year 12 at the time. This was when I was in year eight. um, And she'd asked me if I wanted to go for runs after school. So I said, yeah, I'll go for runs after school. And um, I actually started running about five times a week. I would train football four nights a week and then run, you know, five five times a day, uh, five times a week in the morning, and then play my soccer games on Saturday and Sunday, and then do the same thing week in week out. And um, it was that 2018 track season. Um, they had the UQ meets on. I decided I was like, oh, well, the school season's over. I'll go and run these run these meets by myself. And yeah, I I guess it's pretty intimidating getting into it, not really knowing what you're doing and. All that kind of stuff, and I was—I think I ran like 4:47 or something for a 1500. I was really happy with that, and um, I kept on doing these meets and training and playing soccer. And we got to UQ 1500 Classic, um, for I guess you would know, um, Harry Bumister. Yes. Um. Yeah. I remember, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I remember I was getting my bid for the 15 Classic. I was put in like the sixth heat or something, and um, he was there. I introduced myself to him. So I warmed up with him, did all my drills and strides with him. And um yeah, so I was in this race of Harry Mr. And um yeah, I came second to him. I ran four thirty for fifteen hundred. And um I guess it kind of kickstarted his passion for running. And I, you know, I'd always been really once I'm focused on something, I'm that's all I really focus on. So with my soccer, I still am like that. I knew every single player, I knew all the history behind it. I've you know, we just watch endless videos on soccer and um that that started happening for running. I was really influenced by Jack Rayner and Brett Robinson. Um it was around the time they were starting to get ready for the marathon, so London mm-hmm. Marathon. Jack had just won the Commonwealth half marathon. So I was really like getting involved with the running community and um training at school still and uh Joel Spranz, who actually um he knew Brian Chapman, um, border striders through his work at Nudgy, so he introduced me to brian i started training with brian chapman um and i guess it got into the beginning in 2019 where i decided i was like oh, i'm gonna play football again i was starting to really really enjoy my running and it got to a point where i actually quit football to start running i was like this is what i'm gonna do now like i'm really good at it i ran state 3k in february i ran 924 and qualified for nationals and that was awesome and i that that was a moment I was like, all right, well, I'm obviously good at this. I've only been running for a few months, started training really well. With Brian Chapman had a really good squad around me. So like Jackson Patterson Wright, Jack Partridge, mm-hmm. um, really good runners. They were still running really well today. Um, Jack Kranich, Harvey as well was getting involved back then as well. And um, I burst onto the scene really with that race. I came forward for that race as well and beat some really good guys. Um, who had been running for a while and no one really knew who I was though, which was the funny thing. So, <laughs> so coming into nationals, um, yeah, no, one, I didn't really know how I was going to go. I was super excited. We got to go to Sydney and um, I'd only been to Sydney once before um, to actually watch Manchester United play. That's the football team I go for. Um, so we went to Sydney and I finished fifth in the three K. So um, I've gone from, yeah, you know, four or five months earlier, just running 430 to 1500 to coming fifth in nationals running 903 um really breakout run for me and um yeah that kind of continued my first state cross country where i won that my um first national cross country i came fourth which um i probably didn't run that the smartest way i i got beaten by a few of the queensland guys who i beat at states So, um, I definitely, well, I, I don't think it anymore, but back then I definitely remember thinking I probably should have run that. I won that if I'd raced it smarter. Um, and I guess that like end of 2019, I then, um, I was really, I wasn't sporadic. I was, I got in my head about how I trained. Um, I, I was thought that just working harder would equal results which mm. definitely is not the case. Running is a, a sport that has no universal justice for that kind of stuff. Um, you got to be really smart about things. But for a while, I'd be running 100 to 120K a week. I'd be doing double runs. And I really was just getting into the sport. Um, I really should have been building up a lot slowly. Everyone I was racing against was only running about 50, you know, 50, 60K a week. And I was yeah. really pushing the boundaries, doing long runs. Um, this is about year 10. Sorry, Matt. Yeah, so this is about year ten, year nine, yeah, year yeah. ten. This kind of area. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got, and the good thing as well is I have all this stuff on Strava. So if you want to check it out, see about um anyone <laughs> listening about all the stupid shit I used to do on uh yeah. back when I was younger, definitely go check it out. But um, the one bad thing about my body is I don't get injured, which really would have been a good sign that I was overtraining, and it got to a point where I have just finished. I've just done all these amazing things my first year of running, and then I was. I was, you know, I was winning states. I was fourth at nationals, fifth at nationals, and then yeah, I was out the back door almost. And um, I guess that leads into the COVID where we didn't have many races, but uh, I wasn't running great. I was still training really um, hard. I was running one hundred. I was pushed. or well, I was wasn't running as well, so I was like, well, I must something is a change. I'm going to up my K's. So then my K's go up, and then my intensity goes up, and um at the, at the, at that time as well, I'd had some problems with my iron. So um, I guess that was the one thing that did show me I was overtraining. Um, so I had I had anemia for a while as well, which affected how I ran because I was obviously very tired and that kind of stuff. And I wasn't racing that well. And that kind of all led to me, I, I at the time I thought it was all I was like, oh, it's the way I'm training with Brian. It was it's Border Striders. I shouldn't be training Border Striders. So uh, that's when um Pete got in contact with me. He's like, "You can come train for Bird Squad." I wasn't I was just training by myself. So I went to Bird Squad and I really really enjoyed the community and um all that kind of stuff. Looking back on it, it I probably didn't get as much direction as I needed from Brian, but it wasn't his fault. Um, it was definitely up to me and how I was doing stuff outside of Brian Chapman's training. He obviously trains a lot different than a lot of squads. Which could be something, but yeah, it definitely wasn't, uh, influent. Like he had no influence on the way I was training outside of it. Um, so yeah, then I joined Burt Squad in January 20, uh, early 2020. And the whole way through that, I was still doing my high K's. Um, but yeah, I was training with Burt and I really enjoyed the community. That was the main thing that really brought me back. Um, I had all these role, model- role models around me, all these. Amazing runners. I'd seen all the park runs and all the road races around Brisbane and in Australia almost. And um, at that time as well, Kieran Perkins was getting really good. Mm. It was really awesome seeing his progression because that's what I thought I was going to be like. I was like, well, I just got to follow his footsteps. Um, But same thing, I just um, wouldn't improve, uh, just wasn't improving still. And this kind of got us to 2021. We're back racing. We're back at nationals. Um, and yeah, same thing. I was, I think I was like 20th in the three K at nationals and, um, yeah, this wasn't really doing that well. Still, I was still really enjoying the training and I was still enjoy- working really hard. If anything, I was twenty twenty one that year. That was probably the hardest for like, wasn't not mentally, but just running wise that it wasn't going that well at all. Um, I, yeah, I came fourth at state cross. Like, we didn't have a, a national cross, which, yeah, probably saved me from a, a bad cross result because I'm usually pretty good over the grass. But yeah, I, I remember just, yeah, being super tired all the time, just not running very well as well at all, which definitely takes the enjoyment out of it when hmm. things are going really bad and um, something just needs to change. But you definitely need a lot of confidence to do that. And I just didn't at the time. So that's when I looked at Peter Bracken. I said I'd been training with Bert for this year and a bit now. I was starting to have a bigger role in the club as well, which was awesome. Um, so I asked Pete. He didn't really coach anyone at the time, and I was like, "Can he coach me, Pete?" Um, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll coach you." And it was almost like this having this extra person to like sup- like to bounce ideas off. It was all just in my head. I'd get very right in the head in my head about running, as you were saying before. I really enjoy like my like i i would say i'm a nerd about running and uh, i definitely knew like training philosophies and stuff i should be doing and all that kind of stuff and i thought i was doing it but the way i was doing it was just overboard i just needed someone to yeah hold me back almost which is exactly what pete did and funny enough i started running well again um as soon as i cut everything back i um yeah started eating a lot more like all that kind of stuff i started running well again and um that that's kind of like end of 2021. I had a few really good results. I ran a big 1500 meter PR. I um yeah ran a 15 10 5k, which was really good. Um, kind of broke a PB. I had run when I was 14 that I hadn't really touched for a while. This is when I'm about 16, which then led into yeah obviously 2022 where everything turned around to actually show what Pete had done kind of you know the fruits of that yeah I was going to chime in here mate um just
0: to slow you down for a second because uh yeah you've got a lot to talk about here it's an interesting story but um, that transition from Brian to Bert or Pete uh as well there like why were you running so many Ks like and had had someone like you been coached like that before and, and was there anyone telling you to lessen the case at that point in time. I do recall hearing about you like as a GPS coach a few years ago and talking to a few boys at churchy thinking uh, you're a little bit crazy doing that uh, amount of running.
1: Yeah. um, I guess it all started like going back to when I was playing soccer. Um, I used to train twice a day for soccer. So when I started running, I was like, well, how do I get better at running? I've got to train more. So I started running twice. I was doing double runs before I even knew what double runs were, which, it's definitely contrary to a to a lot of um junior squads where they're very I wouldn't say like touch and go about that about mile mileage, but they're very um they're very progressive, that kind of stuff, where they don't start you off with much and they slowly progress the mileage up to you know you get to my age now and you should be running a bit more kind of stuff. Um I just thought it was the way things went. I think as well, I was talking about Jack Rayner and Brett Robinson before. I was definitely influenced by the professional runners. I was like, well, if they're running mile- like high mileage, then I've got to be running high mileage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess as well, just how quickly I improved. Um, it was almost um, had a negative effect. I feel like if I had less success early on, I would have definitely, um, you know, change the way things were and have a look at what everyone else is doing. Not that that's always the best thing to do, look at what other, everyone else is doing at the time, but I definitely needed like a someone to check me, um, someone to say like, oh yeah, what are you doing? I do reflect there being times where people were like that. Um, Callum Davies, um, obviously a very... A very, very good runner. Um, when, he, when he used to do a lot of training with um, Brian Chapman as well, he would always kind of say that kind of stuff to me, like, you know, you need to do less mileage and all this kind of stuff. Very smart man as well, doing all his um, exercise physiology uh, degrees and doing his doctorate now. Um, and, and
0: a track runner too, hey, over shorter distances, like, you know, 8, 15, and 3. And that's what you were training for too. You were training yeah. for 1,500
1: 3K as well, yeah.
0: which makes, you know, 120K seem like a long way.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, And, you know, I always – like some of it obviously would come down as well. Once I started doing it, It's was almost a bit of insecurity to actually stop doing it. It's like, well, I know it's probably not the right thing to be doing. And, um, you know, you'd go on Let's Run. I remember vividly me going and checking what some of these high school runners in the U.S. were doing, Um, namely Alberto Salazar, although he's not a very good uh, person he was a really good runner and he was a decent coach and when he was a high school runner he was running you know 140 150k a week and um he obviously had a he had a short career but he had a really good career and i i i'd always look at those one in a million people who pulled it off and be like well that could be me and um yeah definitely was going in the direction that it wasn't going to be me mm. uh, after yeah a few years of doing it yeah. So what did so what did uh, Pete
0: Bracken actually refine in the training? Uh, and he's also a man, you know, who does appreciate high mileage and hard work. But so how did he actually modify what you were doing week
1: to week? Was it more specificity around the training? For sure. So um, I definitely had structured training, but I would structure it myself. So I'd write myself my program. And um, I guess the months beforehand, for a bit of context, I was I actually ran about three hundred mile weeks back to back. Back to back to back, and um, I was really pushing the mileage. I was doing two-hour long runs. I was, yeah, really getting into it. Um, and he kind of just pulled everything back. He pulled me back to 100k a week, which at the time seemed like nothing. It felt like I was barely doing anything. Um, he realized. Well, he he had this conversation with me that you know, if I'm running 1500 three k's, why am I doing so many k's? Why am why am I not doing more speed work? Why am I yeah, doing, not doing all these things? So we went to 100K a week and then three speed session, oh, three sessions a week, a threshold tempo-based session, a, um, a Thursday track workout, which was very much specific to like an 800, 1500 um, runner. And then obviously Burt's court on Tuesday. Um, and then also, you know, cutting back the long run to about 20K, making sure it's nice and easy. Um, making sure the easy runs in between aren't too long, they're not too fast, um, that kind of stuff, doing a few more strides as well. Mm. And, um, yeah, just really making sure that, you know, I had a very vivid structure as well. Um, he made sure I kept it as well. As I was saying, I just needed someone to hold me back, um, which he did perfectly. And, um, yeah, it definitely brought me back from the dead. And um, it took a while, to be honest. Um, There was definitely times where I'd get a bit insecure again about like, well, things aren't going exactly how I want them to. What can I change? What can I add? What can I do else to make sure I get what I want out of running where I just needed a bit more, um, a few more weeks, a few more months of just, um, you know, changing things up and letting the system, um, yeah, work its magic. And what about
0: even from an, like an identity point of view for people that don't run must still think you're crazy. And back then would have thought you were mad in year nine and 10 to be yeah. doing all this running. And I've got mates now who think I'm crazy running a 70 K a week. So has that been a challenge through school? Because, you know, running at the sporting level isn't necessarily deemed a really sort of popular or cool thing to be doing. Right.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like it, at school, um, I guess it was one of those things that I went to, a, well, I didn't go to a very big running school. I didn't go to a GPS school. I still went to a really nice private school who had a really competitive um, inter-school competition in TAS. Um, but I think being a bit more of like a um, big fish in a small pond kind of thing helped a lot. Mm. It meant that every time I had a good result, it was publicized. And I got a lot of respect from teachers and peers because of that. Um, I really enjoyed school, and I was um very I was I think I was very popular amongst everyone um as well, and there was definitely a lot of respect that came from it. Um, I feel like a lot of people thought I was like crazy, and they I I always get the question like why do I run so much and like all that kind of stuff, and um yeah, it was that that was pretty consistent through my whole schooling, but um it was really awesome actually, like the support system at Ormiston mm. um it seemed like everyone was very invested in how I was running, which, you know, might have had a bit more pressure, but I really enjoyed having that, um, yeah, that extra kind of support system as well from the school. um, And, you know, te- even just teachers checking on, seeing how running was going and how my races are going and what upcoming races I had was, yeah, really nice. Yeah. So what, back on the uh, the birth side of things too there. So was that
0: year 10 then you joined them? Is that right?
1: Yeah. Year yeah. Yeah. 10.
0: So- Yeah, those few years there, um, how did they help particularly from the Tuesday session point of view? Tuesday for uh, the group in Brisbane is the big one of the week. Did that help having so many runners around, particularly of an older age, but also maybe even a challenge because, you know, there's older guys or women, for that matter, running a lot of Ks too. So it must have been conflicting for you.
1: Yeah, and um, definitely people when they're training for marathons that are around like... Obviously, Bert, the Tuesday main session is always kind of a bit shorter. It's a bit more quick. It's, um, you know, not often not much more than 20 to 25 minutes per se. Um, yeah, so obviously having uh, the group around me, Pete, Derek, Leahy, all them kind of guys doing marathons, definitely tended me towards running a bit more. They'd be doing double runs and I'd be invited and I'd be like, well, I'll come double run and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, in some ways it was – um yeah counterintuitive but um i think at the time i was um i was definitely i it was i guess another way to look at it as well that i've kind of been reflecting on recently it was how much i actually learned from all that kind of stuff and um you know especially like that marathon squad like it's definitely something i want to do one day is run those marathons and i've already been around a really successful group where You know, you know, Pete and Derek have been running 230 lows for marathons for years now and training really well at really high level. And um, I think having a lot of older runners around me, even those that I, you know, I might have even quicker than, um, because, you know, there's there's quite a few who might have not started running till their mid 40s or mid 30s. Um, It was still really awesome to see that um, running is one of those things that I'll be able to do for years and years. And at a really still really high level, because obviously Bert's got a, a, well not not a leadership, but um a bit more of a uh focus higher end them. yeah yeah focus on uh like the higher end of the you know the speed kind of aspect and um definitely learnt I guess from more of a person like personality kind of uh thing just changed the way I was as a man and a kid as well. Um, a, a lot of like more like father figures as well, almost kind of things. So you know, picking up things that you know are really important to have in the future. Um, I know Pete's uh very involved in like you know his his job as well and his uh other investments and stuff, and just learning stuff like that because you know that's conversation adults have, and it's not conversations I would have at high like at school. I would, only be having these conversations about yeah. like, you know, everyone's houses and mortgages and taxes and all that kind of stuff at birth. So I guess from that point of view as well, it was really cool to get kind of get insight to what, you know, growing up will be like and um, everyone's already done these things. So I guess everyone's or, or, everyone's almost got an investment on me as well, seeing how I negotiate the <laughs> things coming for me. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get to that. Uh,
0: that you know, move over to America. Um, when did you arrive there and how, and how did that all become a, become a situation for you to really extend your running? Uh, there's a few guys out there, I think, if I'm right, Gus Gannon's over there. Is Charlie Sprott over there?
1: Yep, Charlie Sprott um, over here. let now. us know
0: if anyone else is there and how your experience has been in organizing that and, uh, yeah, how it's traveling now. We talked about it a bit earlier before, but, uh, yeah, I guess in a bit more detail there, particularly around the challenges and the, and the pros too, I guess, moving over there.
1: For sure. Um, so I guess like going back to, you know, when I first started running, it was the collegiate system, such a big part of running. It's, um, very much publicized. It's such a big deal to so many people over here. And even back home, we still get the, um, the relays of everything and the replays and the workout Wednesdays on photo track and that kind of stuff. And, um, when when I actually won state cross country in um, July 2019, I chucked up the O for Oregon. Um, I was already thinking like I was I, I really wanted to go to the US and uh, pursue it collegiately, um, and that kind of always kept on going through. I actually started reaching out for coaches when I even when I wasn't running well in a um, about July 20, uh, 2021. Um, it was something I just really wanted to do. And I guess running those really quick times early in 2022 really opened that, that door for me where it was like, oh, wow, like I might be able to get a scholarship. Like I might be able to really actually be able to go to a school where, you know, there's some really good runners there and that kind of stuff, which kind of led to me reaching out to coaches. I had a few smaller schools reach out to me, um, which I was really grateful for. It gave me a lot of confidence that, yeah, well, these schools want me like, you know, I'm they think I'm going to be a really good addition to the program, to the school. Um, So yeah, I started um, reaching out to a few more schools. Um, A lot of people around me as well, um, talking about that culture um, within Brisbane running community and Burt Squad and that kind of stuff. I was doing a bit of training of Brisbane athletics Academy um, where they've got a lot of um, runners my age, who are also in the same process of reaching out to coaches. And it was it was awesome to kind of collaborate and see like what's going on with everyone and um, you know, pick up um things from like from different people. Foggy, um, Adam Fogg, I was um also very influential on me. Um, he was very helpful with um, you know, uh guiding me to reaching out to different coaches, giving me different contacts, that kind of stuff. And um I guess I, I, re- I reach out to a lot of schools. I probably reach out to, I want to say close to 100 schools.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
1: just flick them an email saying, like, you know, dear, such like coach such and such. My name's Matthew Hanson. I have run this. Um, I I have this race coming up. Here's a live stream link. I'd love if you could watch it. I'd love if we could organize a call and discuss, you know, if I could possibly be a good fit for your school. I probably got 20 responses um yeah. it's very very cutthroat over there um over here sorry i'm here now um <laughs> it was i had a i had a few offers from some small schools as i was saying but nothing was really tickling my fancy i was also getting to a point where my setup in australia was so good i was like you know with the Bert squad and everything like that i was like well maybe i don't need to go over to really keep on competing well and all that kind of stuff and um yeah, I was definitely not. I was thinking I wasn't gonna go over, and um, I'd been talking to the University of New Orleans and um, Coach Brock for a few weeks, and um, I had a few calls with him. He had, he was one of the coaches that um actually reached out to me, um, which was really nice. He he'd uh, I'd emailed the Wake Forest coach because of Charlie Sprott, and he referred me to Brock, and Brock sent me an email. That's kind of how it worked. It was a uh, pretty pretty uh funny coincidence and. He, um, like, New Orleans, I've been here before. I've been here in 2018, um, end of 2018, when we went on a family holiday, and I love this place. It was one of the favorite places I went to in America. And um, so as soon as I got the offer from Brock, it was no-brainer. I was like, well, this is what I want to do. Like, this is going to be awesome living in New Orleans and um, training in new sports and training for a new team. The team was really good as well. And um, he had just been promoted to the head, cross country, uh, head of track and field, like the whole program. So he's going to have a lot more freedom with what he does, with scholarships and all that kind of stuff. And um, the team we have now, um, I guess we, we had some runners in Boston today and they ran really well. There was four school records. Like things are really progressing nicely. So it was, um, yeah, so I signed all the paperwork and it was definitely a hard process um, to get over here and it was very stressful. But um, yeah, glad I did it. I've been here for three weeks now as well. So yeah, yeah, I've had a um. To- yesterday was the first workout. I didn't get dropped in, so definitely um, hopefully flipped it around again and uh, finally back on the uh, on the train and not trying to keep up in workouts. Um, but yeah, so I'm racing. He wanted me in January for indoor season and outdoor track season. Hmm. So I actually, I'm racing a 3K indoors next week. So that'll be my first race over here. Yeah, great. I'm sure
0: like, you know, for yourself running at a group like uh, Bert, you know, it's an amazing group, but you know, you you were getting faster and often towards the front of that group. So what's it like actually training with, uh, you know, the depth over there is insane. Training with that that quality, but how many sort of numbers would be at sessions, uh, particularly the faster sessions? And how has that helped kind of, you know, as you, as you said, trailing them or, you know, trying to keep up in front of a, a pack there on, on the track?
1: Yeah, so um, I guess like at, at Bird, I'd probably have Kieran, Tim, mm. um, John Paulson, Ben Cook, just to name a few names. So it would all be a bit in front of me or I'd be just behind them kind of thing where here it's probably about seven or eight guys where we're all working together. That's a great thing about, um the I guess, the collegiate system as well. It's very much a team. Um, the cross-country team, like this, the team score is more important than the individual results. Mm. So I guess that kind of gets reflected in workouts a lot as well. We have a really tight-knit group. I've bonded really well with everyone, um, which has been awesome as well. Made it the transition a lot easier as well. I guess we'll get on that soon. But um, yeah, it's it's been tough. Like I've been, yeah, completely destroyed in workouts and um, <laughs> just hanging on for dear life kind of thing. But yeah, it's been great fun trying to test myself. And um, you know, the these guys, it's the next logical step for me to go. Um, another thing about the system over here as well, it's very similar to what we were training back in Brisbane. Um, trying to kind of trying to not push the envelope past that kind of ninety percent. So it, it will get to a point where like even today, for an example, oh sorry, yesterday for the workout where I was able to keep up and I finished it having, you know, full of beans kind of thing. So um, it's definitely. I think it's just been a bit more just getting used to living over here and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's the the team's great basically.
0: <laughs> so someone like Kai Robinson is that the kind of pathway that you're wanting to follow in terms of events? So focus on the the he. I guess he runs you know the miles well, but in terms of the three and five, and then then you know pushing it out to the the 10K cross country in the off season, is that kind of the plan? And if so, what's yeah. the week to week training generally looking like from Monday to Sunday? For sure.
1: Um, I guess. So I was brought in as a 5K, 10K guy. So I'll be doing the, um at conference indoors, I'll be doing the 5K as my main event. And then also jumping the 3K Um outdoors. I'll probably be doing 5K, 10Ks Um, just because there was a hole in the program where, we needed a, they needed a 10K guy and me being so young and already having a, a, you know, a few 10Ks under my belt, a few fast 5Ks under my belt. It's obviously a lot of laps and a lot of people um, kind of get psyched out by that, but I'm, I feel like I'm um, pretty ready for it. So yeah, that's will be what I'll be doing mostly unless something changes. I have been developing a lot of speed, as you said, so maybe I'll g- get chucked in a few miles or something, but yeah. Um, yeah, I guess week-to-week training. Um, so I'm running about – I started here at about six, about 70-mile week, um, and we're kind of going to push it to an 80-mile week. So I guess they're all miles. 70 is about 108, 110K. So what I was doing back home, um, up to about an 80, which is pretty similar to about 120K a week. Um, so – Monday we have organized practice every day but Saturday, so you, ha- you have to meet the team at a certain mm-hmm. time to train. So on my easy days, which are Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, um, we mostly do about um eight to eight to nine miles, which it could be with some hill strides or some or strides on the turf. Um, eight eight miles is twelve point eight k, and nine miles is um about fourteen point four ish, um. So, yeah, those are the easy days. And they can vary anywhere from like 4.15 pace to 4.40-ish pace. I haven't had a run slower than that yet. So, <laughs> um, yeah, every run runs pretty quick here. Tuesdays and Fridays are the main workouts. Um, in indoor season, so indoor track season, it isn't quite as big as the focus as outdoor season. So we're still doing a lot of threshold work. A lot of it, we do a lot of work in lane lane eight and nine on the track. Mm. So we do lots of, um, we had a workout the other day where we did three mile, a three mile threshold around lane eight. And then we did a few three minute threshold intervals as well. Um, so we're doing a lot of stuff on the track, but a lot of it is done at threshold. Um, my Friday workout was the first time we kind of did a bit more high intensity stuff. So, um, is that just time-based when you're in lane eight, is that all time-based
0: or is there actual measurements that uh, have been worked out relevant? Yeah. so.
1: Um lane eight's four hundred and fifty-three meters around. So I guess they calculate it from there. We also have um a prescribed pace of hit. So for that three mile threshold it was eighty-sixes, which is about five oh five mile pace, which is about three tens.
0: Yeah, and how um, are you tracking that? someone calling out splits, you know.
1: Yeah. So watch-
0: watches are shocking
1: on the track. Yeah, for sure. Cor- the choruses are really good now. So yeah. my chorus got it actually got it short for my um threshold. <laughs> Which was funny, um yeah, they're but, right uh, on. yeah, yeah, so um, coach just calls the lap split every time, so he's wheeled it out and put cones down, um yeah, so I guess that's also to try and protect the body a bit. The track's obviously a great surface to train on because it's not quite as hard as a road, it's not quite as mushy or soft as a as grass, it kind of sits in between that. Mm-hmm. You can still run fast on it, so it's it's been um, it's been nice. Um, so th- those are two main workouts, um, yeah, which all, can vary from intervals to threshold work to tempo work, like anything in between. Um, and then some days are long run. They do like pushing the long runs here quite a bit. Um, my first few days here, I did a long run where I averaged 350 pace, like 350 yeah, per K that. pace and got <laughs> absolutely ripped a new one. I was um, yeah, having a stop to go to the bathroom in porta potties and random streets in New Orleans. Uh, yeah, got proper drop. That one was pretty bad. I rocked up and everyone's wearing super shoes, and I'm like, oh, what's going on here? I was just in my Nimbus lights, and I was like, <laughs> oh no, I'm in trouble here. They they started running about 325 pace, 320 pace after no like way. 13k, and I was like, yeah, well, this is me gone here. Like I'm tired of um travel and stuff, but um, yeah, a lot of how, the how, the, do, lot they, of the how
0: good... do they do that? How do they? You know, it's it's to a degree relative to how fast they are, but that is that is quick. Not many run long runs, sub, you know, around 330.
1: Yeah, so I guess, like, um, Kai is a good example of that. The Stanford (laughs) team, they do their long runs insanely fast. And it's, like, it's a very much a U.S. thing. It's funny. It's, like, I was getting dropped by guys who have run, like, 850 for a 3K. Like, the the kind of guys who aren't really making the team the race and all that kind of stuff, they're dropping me, like, crazy in, in long runs. Just a, something I just gotta get used to very quickly, otherwise I'm gonna have a tough time on, on Sunday mornings. Um, which is yeah, we're about to get into a Sunday long run tomorrow. So I guess see if you follow me on Shava, you'll be able to <laughs> see how I go. Yeah, but you're getting
0: so you you mentioned Wednesday was your first speed session of the week though, isn't it? Uh
1: Tuesday. So Tuesday. So still, yeah, it's not heaps of a turnaround. No, nah, it's not. It's um yeah, that sometimes you can be a bit sore Monday, but uh yeah. T- taking full advantage of every, all the recovery resources we have here. So it makes it a little bit easier.
0: Yeah. And mate, um, I just wanted to backtrack a bit, but this might still be a thing you're doing. Are you on the YouTubing still? And, and was that, uh was that an influence from the fog dog at a
1: young age to follow his footsteps or reclaiming this as your own uh, invention? Well, it's funny that a lot of people don't know this and I think I need to come out publicly and say <laughs> this now. I, I, um, so back in when fog, end of 2019 before foggy was going back to the us it's probably about in august i started becoming mates with him and i said to him actually maybe it was a bit like it was beginning of 2020 was about to go back for indoor track i was like foggy you need to start a youtube channel i'm telling you the athlete special is about to graduate there won't be any college youtube channels like you got to go for it and he ended up making the channel and um yeah he ended up getting really successful from it i think he started his beginning of 2020 and i started mine right when covid started um so kind of like that March 2020 and um it was really funny I I actually people really enjoyed it the editing sucked like I was (laughs) um yeah it just wasn't wasn't quality videos at all but people really enjoyed them and um yeah I I still get I'm still making videos I'm trying to get more consistent with it I have a bit more time on my hands now so I'll definitely I've actually got one coming out soon uh tomorrow morning um which is just like a workout video but um yeah it's been it's been awesome like it almost made like running is a very niche thing as well so I've had races where I've had you know eight ten-year-olds come on to me and ask me for photos and I remember Zatapak so I did Zatapak on the 23k um, um end of last year December I just finished 17th in this race by the way I've <laughs> I've run 830 I've run 832 which is respectable but you know I just been absolutely had everything handed to me and um a kid come up come up to me and he's like hanser hanser can i have your bib I, I i turned i was like yeah you can have my bib but i just came 17th mate like i think you want this guy Dang. um <laughs> with all, all the guys know each other pretty well so i pointed to archie because no, he would come second i was like you probably want his bib over me <laughs> he's like yeah but he i don't he doesn't have a youtube channel i was like okay fair enough so um yeah the youtube channel's been great i'm definitely gonna keep it up and yeah uh it's one of those things as well like uh, the athlete special is, is probably the best example of it he was he was a good runner he was a great runner but he probably shouldn't have gotten a pro contract out of college he wasn't he probably shouldn't have been running pro he still is running pro and I think that's all because of his social media mm. I think it's becoming a really big part of the sport mm. um, so I, I'm definitely pretty pretty passionate about it as well like just having a big presence and um it's a great way to just you know um yeah like i guess offer something back to the community it's given me a lot so even if it's just silly youtube videos it's like yeah, yeah. i could put a smile on someone's face or it could help someone out if they're you know they want to know what like a workout to do or need some motivation or something like that i know it's what i do in the morning i go straight on youtube and watch you know fog dogs videos or i watch athlete special and you know it's just you know res me up for the day or res me up for my workout or
0: yeah yeah it definitely does and i recall seeing your early ones back in the you know year 10 days even before you started to get a manly voice and it's probably funny looking back on them now but yeah you certainly had a interest like that nerdy interest in running and, and like even as an adult you could learn stuff off this you know 14 15 year old talking about running and also fog dog oracle listening to his watching his stuff uh and even like he he made an effort even in the morning, like getting up in the dark and like recording himself talking in the dark before getting out for uh, fun runs and sessions and, ma- and making that part of the day seem like, you know, somewhat exciting as well. So, and we're sitting <laughs> here on a podcast now, which uh, is this your first podcast, by the way?
1: Um, I've done, I've actually done a few, a few very like low key ones though, um, run by a few of the younger guys, which I went on and <laughs> yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit more of just like catching up more than an actual interview um they didn't actually ask me any questions it was more just banter <laughs> the whole time um which was it was fine. it was actually um so sticks and stones as sticks and stones and bones running podcast something like that Sticks and bones running i think yeah, yeah so it was run by isaac bibble and a few of those victorian guys yeah so it was pretty funny yeah well, <laughs>
0: i'm i'm very much sitting here with a big influence from inside running podcast yeah you know i've got a tenth of the followers on instagram and uh, i'm nowhere near those guys but you can see how these little things do rub off um and even that the uh, triathlon podcast if you've heard of it how they train has exploded from a triathlon point of view too. you know the game the runners riders and swimmers all listening to that one so there's a bit out there
1: yeah for sure like i'm i'm a massive fan of inside running podcasts i know i know all the guys like in like little bits like i've run with moose before i've run with brady before um i haven't had much of Croker, but um he's a bit more uh he doesn't really go out much as much as uh, those boys that he doesn't really offer like out to the you know come and run with me kind of vibes so i was uh, i wouldn't wouldn't bother a bit, more of a bit more of
0: a stable guy like me these days he's a you know yeah. but they're all fathers now too so it's funny how yeah. someone as old as you can resonate with these you know, uh, older guys, 10, 15 or 20 years. Croaks is over 20 years older than you. Anyway, yeah, yeah. we've got um, 10 minutes on the clock here as a bit of an incentive to get through uh, the listener questions. So I put um put these up on Instagram this morning and we've had a massive turnout of questions. So I'm going to pick out the best ones, but a lot of them hand are around footwear. I knew you like footwear, but it, it seems to be more prominent than maybe I'd thought. So let's <laughs> I'll give a shout out to one of them hey so we can kind of cover a few here.
1: Um Tim Hogno, do you know him? Oh yeah, I think I do. Long <laughs> long time, long time viewer.
0: He he the, said um, how many EG- running shoes
1: do you actually have? Your uh, Insta suggests
0: you've got many. What is the number of shoes that you have? yeah for and, sure then, yeah and i guess that ties into another question as well here from somebody else about what actual shoes you do wear for all your running
1: for sure um so i guess like before we get into all the footwear stuff um background to why i actually know anything about footwear i've always loved my running shoes um it got to a point where um yeah i i have too many at home i couldn't bring all of them over i only I only brought a few pairs over and I've probably got still got 40, 50 running pairs, running shoes at home still. I worked at Athletes Foot and Rebel before I went to went to the US. I actually got fired from Rebel for working at Athletes Foot, which was pretty funny. Um, but I was I thought I was really good at a job. You probably have to ask my managers for that. But um, yeah, super passionate about running shoes. I think they can offer so much and they um, for me as well, I could get them a bit cheaper, which also was another incentive. Um, but yeah, it, it offered like a, an excitement factor for me where it's like, you know, I get to run in a new shoe today or, you know, I, I got a I I liked having a selection of shoes I could run in. it just made things, you know, helped the motivation. And it, there's definitely research out there saying that it reduces injury risk and the different types of shoes for your different types of gates and, um, that kind of stuff that, yeah, probably helps prevents me not getting injured. Uh, but yeah, running shoe wise, I probably have like 35 to 40 pairs depending, like I have a lot of racing shoes, which obviously don't get used as much, um, jogging shoes. I have a bit, a little bit less of, but they get used very regularly. I don't throw any of my running shoes out either. So if you're about a 10 and a half to a 12, because <laughs> obviously I've had them for a while, you can hit me up on Instagram and I'll, I'll search you the tubs when I get home and I might have a, a running pair. They might, they might be fresh. They might be cooked there was definitely shoes I got where I didn't like. Lucky um, dip. Yeah, lucky dip. But yeah, I guess my running shoe rotation, what I've got right now um, for easy runs, I've got um, this is easy runs, moderate runs, that kind of stuff. I've got Clifton's, so Hoka Clifton's. I've got Asics Nimbus. I'm um, Nimbus Light. So I've got the Nimbus Light 3. Um, I've got a pair of on-card Monsters as well. So those three got provided by the school. Um, so that was awesome to get when I first got here. So those are the ones I've kind of rotate through that. I guess the rule of thumb is you shouldn't run the same shoes within 24 hours. Um, for one, it reduces your injury risk because you're, uh, I guess it ties into next point. It lets the shoe reshape to its natural shape. So, um, if you keep on consistently, um, yeah, smashing it, it's going to, yeah, reduce the life of the shoe and also going to change the, geometry of the shoe which will make you run differently in it that kind of stuff but anyway so i've got those three for that kind of um for easy runs long runs that kind of stuff the super shoes i've got i've got a pair of alpha flies i've got a pair of metaspeed skies and i've got a pair of Saucony endorphin pro threes um so they're my three kind of super shoes i wear um for varying sessions that kind of stuff um I really like those three. They're probably my three favourite out of all the ones I've had. And then I've got uh, a pair of dragonflies as well for racing.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of the uh, Endorphin range. Speed, I love the Speed twos. Got the Speed threes now. They seem to be a bit uh, more of a stack height on them and a bit yeah, a bit more uh, sort of full heavier on, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had the the Pro
1: threes yet, so that's that's yeah. awesome. a lot of talk about them. I've, um, and well, I guess another shoe I've just ordered. Um, I have uh, a lot of the guys on the team work for the Louisiana running company, which is, um, yeah, pretty cool. So they got me a pair of invincible threes, um, for pretty cheap. So they're coming very soon. So I'll have a brand spanking new pair of uh, the new ones that came out, which would be cool. Um, but yeah, the endorphin speed elite, uh, the endorphin pro elite just came out, which looks awesome. Yeah. Um, very very expensive but i'd love to get my hands on that one when i get back to australia so
0: yeah well let us know how you go last question uh for the interview actually so and this one's uh, a very tough question for any runner if you were to pick your favorite session of all time so i'm assuming this question's a, a speed session and this this is from uh i've just lost my page jack malibone what is there any session that you know you see on the uh the weekly agenda or you hear about that you're about to do that excites you more than others out there
1: um definitely like any any of the fartlicks, like dekes quarters or mono fart that is um yeah definitely i get very very excited for those sessions it's it's hard to say it's not a race it's they they get run very hard at but every time you go that morning you, you wear your race shoes you wear you wear your race shorts you don't um you know you're you're very ready for um the pain that's coming but i i love those sessions as a runner it just suits me so well as well um i've always found i can always manage a really really good fight lick. i've had some some really good ones over the years especially last few months before i was leaving um when i was getting fitter yeah before trials i had some yeah really really impressive ones as well i thought so yeah
0: yeah, fantastic. Hey mate, uh, any last minute shout outs to family, uh, runners, coaches? Who, who are you mentioning?
1: For sure, um, shout out to yeah, mum and dad. Uh they're probably missing me a lot right now. Been keeping in contact, which is good. So, um, yeah, shout out to mum and dad. Mum said she would listen. Um, <laughs> and then also yeah, shout out to Peter Bracken as well. Um, yeah, he's been ke- keep keeps calling me and stuff as well. So, keeping in contact and uh yeah, keen to see everyone back in May at um Bert. If any of the Berts are listening, so. Oh,
0: May back, back well and truly in time. Oh, how long are you here for? That's my next question. There's races coming up.
1: Yeah. So, um, well, I guess quickly, I'm racing the indoor season. So I've got a 3K and then conference and then the outdoor season. I come back in the end of May for two months and then I go back for cross country. So Gold I'm here. Race. I'm actually here for Gold Coast, here for Sangate. I don't know if yep. I can race them yet. I'll have to convince coach, but I reckon, um, if not, I'll just won't put it on Strava or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We'll keep keeping the load. Well, mate, thank you very much. Um, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't put this invite out to many 18 year olds, but clearly you've learned a lot in the last handful of years and uh, particularly through, uh, you know, Pete and Bert and all the guys prior. So yeah, you talk like someone well into your twenties, if not thirties in the running world. And um, yeah, imagine where you're going to be out in 10, 15 years. That's pretty exciting, right?
1: Yeah. I'm super excited to see what I can do over here and um, just hopefully, well, I know I'm gonna make the most of the opportunities I have around me so I just need to yeah dial in and uh not get too distracted by the college life which yeah, um, yeah I, I'm I've, it was really good back in Australia where things were actually legal to go out and stuff so um, I think uh, yeah I'll be um yeah be a good boy over here and just keep on <laughs> keep on chip keep on chipping away at those RPVs uh, and results I feel
0: like you've said that for mom and dad now so you don't get in trouble being a good boy <laughs> Not.
1: <Nah. laughs> To be, to be fair, um, yeah, Mardi Gras is a big thing over here. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen stuff on Instagram, but yeah, just it's just so big over here. It's, it's a party for a whole month. Yeah. every Every day, just crazy. But, That's insane. Yeah,
0: no. uh, well, good to hear, mate, and thank you again, and i will certainly be in touch, so. Hey? Have a great day.
1: For sure. Thank you. Yeah, have a great rest of your day. I'll uh, be off to bed now. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, it's Saturday night. See you, buddy. If you enjoyed listening to this interview or the local legend in running podcast, please visit Spotify, give it a rating, I'd much appreciate it. Cheers, thank you.